This Wednesday edition of Palmetto Mornings, 60 degrees on WRHI FM 100.1. Your home for news, talk, and sports. Hey, I'm Luke McFadden. And I'm Ashley Lang. We always love to welcome in our listeners who are listening on AM 1340 and those listening on the free WRHI app. If you don't have the app, don't worry. Download it when you can and take us on the go. We also want to say good morning to those watching us on Comporium Cable Channel 103 as well as those on Facebook Live. Welcome. We're getting an update about what's going on in the city of York. We've got Rebecca Mestis as well as Dalton Pierce. And good morning to you both, friends. Morning. Dalton, you are the city manager, and I just appreciate both of y'all always coming because I know, uh, Rebecca, you kind of handle the um, festivals and events that are happening, and then, Dalton, you kind of uh, bring us what's go- bring us up to speed about what's going on within the city day-to-day functions, and we just appreciate the update from, from both of you um, in that regard. So, so I don't know if sometimes if we say that verbally <laughs> or not, but we wanted just to say thank you. Um, Dalton, we were talking before the microphones turned on a, a little bit about what's going on there in York. It's no surprise you're growing. We had the York School District on this week, and they said they're having to keep up with all the growth with their schools, and they're recruiting teachers to do so. And with the growth, I knew there was a moratorium that was put in place. What was it, a year and a half ago? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was to kind of just put the pause, hit the pause button so you could get a handle on all your everything zoning infrastructure permits yeah. to make sure everyone is up to speed and and in, rea- in reality you said it actually helps the builders so they know what to expect so they're not trying to always go back to the drawing board and doing this and that so that moratorium has since lifted and now it's just trying to get through all those applications through the pipeline <laughs> right right so you know basically a lot of the development's going to come through annexation so um you know february 1 and august 1 those dates were established coming out of the moratorium as guiding principles and procedures so we received four applications uh before on that february 1 date um this year and we had three annexations and one that was already in the city so uh, all of them would be rezonings for sure and then the three annexations so planning commission and planning staff are working through those to um, you know, look at you know exactly if those are meeting what we would like to see with our zoning updates and you know elements of the comprehensive plan, so that all aligns for you know our strategy moving forward. So uh, I know they held a planning commission meeting on Monday, and those developers were there to present and uh, you know had some discussion. No, no action was taken or any recommendation coming out of the planning commission. So probably look to see that come in march the end of march and then possibly go before council at a workshop in april so and when you take a look at annexation so you the city is looking at communities or neighborhoods to bring into the city it it does that is that how it goes do you all go and say hey we'd like for you to be part of the city and can they say yay or nay or explain that whole process you know there are existing subdivisions or you know right there in the city that aren't in the city uh you know we provide water and sewer service but a lot of these are large tracts of land for the most part that are looking to come into the city uh, and provide that service so uh, you know usually if you have a subdivision for example you're going to want to come into the city for those uh, services police fire etc 
cetera. So, you know, that that's a benefit. You don't really see too many developments that don't want to be in the city. Um, you know, a lot of them have to be contiguous, obviously. Uh, there has to be city limits, whether across the road or next to them. So, um, you know, as far as that goes. But, you know, um, seeing a lot of growth for sure. I think uh, the total amount of units in those four proposed are about a little over 650. Um, you know, we currently have the 2,376 units that were approved by council, 16 subdivisions prior to the moratorium. So, um, you know, working through those, I think we're getting closer to about 20% of COs versus total units in those 16 subdivisions. So, uh, just with that alone, you know, we've definitely seen a change and drawn interest from different developments such as, you know, commercial retail looking to come to the city because of those rooftops. So, And then that's the that's the struggle for a lot of cities and across the country in South Carolina is no exception of like, how do you keep York, the family, small town, small town feel mm-hmm. still embrace growth? Because you don't want to chase growth away, mm-hmm. because if not, you'll become stale. How, how, is that is that probably the biggest hurdle that you all it's a have? Balance, isn't it? Uh, it is a balance, and yeah. you know that comprehensive plan. So I think there's like eight or nine elements, and in the moratorium, we updated uh, three or three of them, give or take, and we would look to this coming fiscal year in the budget to update the rest. So you know that's a guiding document. Um, obviously, they updated in 2019, and then they updated some elements here, you know, 22, 23. So uh, you know, it's really a guide. And, you know, city council understands that responsibility. Uh, You know, I have some city council members that have, you know, born and raised and lived in York all their life. But at the same point in time, if you can have the best opportunity to manage and control that growth strategically, it bodes well for all those there. Because at the end of the day, if your community is not growing and you start increasing the cost of living, whether it's through the millage and such, you're going to have a hard time keeping those there. But also we, we understand the responsibility that we don't want to drive those families that have been there for, you know, decades and centuries as far as that goes. So it is, it is a balance, you know, but also trying to continually enhance the quality of life is the number one priority. So, and is there a lot of communication that has to go on between the school district and the County and the city and, you know, this, this is, I know you're answering for the city of York, but I would think that this is kind of something that we all have to deal with within York County. Absolutely. So, you know, our planning department does a phenomenal job of, you know, sending the school district, you know, for example, those four developments that submitted, they submit all that information. Uh, they're more than welcome to come and attend the planning commissions. But even those subdivisions that are already approved, all the COs, they are sending them that information so they can check their database to see if there's a child that, you know, has registered and gotten into the school district based on the address so uh, you know there is an open communication there um, we understand their needs I think you know trying to go towards and, and recruit and retain some of that commercial and retail will bode well for a tax base you know and try to be good stewards of you know uh, everything that we're doing I understand you know the city of York's not in the school business per se but we do understand that you know on your <laughs> property taxes there's three entities on there so uh, trying to do the best we can but also you know continue to have that open dialogue with them well again york city of york's just one of many that has this um you know situation happening and again it's just how you look at it um, but boy it has really exploded over the last five years for sure and when you have all these people here rebecca you need to entertain them because yes. you want to keep them here they don't want to travel all over god's creation to go to events and the money stays here in South Carolina. We love that a lot. So with that being said, what are some of the events coming down the pipeline and other opportunities for residents there in the city of York? 
So um, next Saturday, there's actually a 5K hosted by Tender Hearts Ministries. So March for the Heart, and that benefits their their ministry and their programming. Um, so that goes through downtown York. So if you're out there and you're running, you'll be able to see all of our lovely shops and everything before they open. But then we hope that you'll stay and visit downtown and you know, eat at one of the restaurants, shop at one of the stores. But we also have Silver in the City that's coming up in April, which is everybody's favorite when the Airstreams roll into town and stay for the weekend. So uh, they'll parade into town on Friday, April the 12th. No. Yes. Trying to get my dates. You're fine. Here. You're fine. And Saturday, April that is the a 13th. Friday. Yes, it yes. is Friday. Friday April 12th. 12th. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> There's a Friday the 13th coming up somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I know about Friday the 13th, Rebecca. I love Friday so, the 13th. I'll let you know. And then Saturday, we have our open house where some of the airstreams actually open their doors and let people come and visit. And you know. It's a good opportunity for if you're just an enthusiast or if you're thinking about purchasing one, you really get a, you know, good look at what what it looks like. So, And that has been a huge <laughs> tourism uh, event for the city of York yes. from when it first started to where it yes. is now. So you have that going on. And I see on your Facebook page, you've got vendor applications for a lot of your summer activities, the summer concert series, Juneteenth. Fourth of July, these are it's kind of like an all call, right? If you're a vendor mm-hmm. and you want to participate, what do they need to do there? Um, so there are applications that are on our Facebook page um, through the event. You can also find them on our website, yorksc.gov. Um, and then if you have any questions, please reach out to our community events coordinator, Chloe Jones, and she can answer any questions. But yes, we have them for the concert series, Fourth of July, Juneteenth. So. And your concert series, it looks like it's already booked and ready to go May 30th through August the 8th. Yes. So we Gosh. are kicking off with six <laughs> concerts. Um, we've got a flashback band, Totally 90, some bluegrass in there. Um, everybody, York County's favorite, Greg Parrish, mm-hmm. will be uh, ending the concert series for us. So big finale. Um, kudos to whoever designed the flyer for your concert series. So they did like um, the 90s Superfly tribute band and like 90s letters, 90s style letters. Um, all the other bands have their own little um, style to it. So kudos to to you all on that for sure. And the next Friday the 13th will be in September, September oh. the 13th. We've got some time. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Well, this is just, uh, again, the tip of the iceberg about what's going on there in the city of York. As always, stop by, say hello. They would love to see you, hear from you. Um, you can learn more by visiting them also online and on social media. And don't forget about the manager's report, right, mm-hmm. Dalton, that you put out at the end of every month? Yes, sir. Okay. So I, it'll actually probably come out this afternoon. I try to get it out on the 28th or 29th. So, uh, you know, it's a very comprehensive report. You know, go there, look through. And at the very beginning, if you have questions, email me or give me a call. I'll be more than glad to answer any questions. Fantastic. Dalton Pierce, Rebecca Mestis, again, they're from the city of York. Friends, as always, we appreciate it. Thank you.